Hello and welcome. This is Nick's Nerd News, live from sunny San Diego, California. And now we go to your host, Nick. Well, hello and welcome to another edition of Nick's Nerd News. I'm your host, Nick. But now that that's out of the way, let's uh, let's talk about this week. A lot of big news, uh, somewhat, I should say. Um, kind of light on video game stuff just because Gamescom started, um, will be going on this week. So we'll, we'll talk about most of that next week. Um, kind of some big movie news and TV and, and that there's some video game stuff. So don't, don't get me wrong. It's not all going to be next week, but, uh, but, but there is some things to talk about. Um, first things first. So Kingsman three, I, I guess this was kind of a rumor Kingsman 3 is going to start filming in January of next year. I I really didn't think they were going to keep making these movies. Um, I love the first two, obviously the only two. Um, really funny, really, really interesting take on the whole spy genre. Definitely not for kids. Definitely, definitely not for kids. Not family, um, not a family affair, that's for sure. But apparently it's been in the works since The Golden Circle came out. And uh, we'll have same cast, same director, Matthew Vaughn, who did the first two, also did X-Men First Class. And same cast, uh, Channing Tatum and Halle Berry will be back apparently for the third one. They were in Golden Circle, uh, Channing for very little screen time. But hey, I'm, I'm excited. More, more of this universe is definitely what I want. Um, definitely what a lot of people want. It's a good comic book movie. And and again, like I said, it's a great take on the spy genre. It's a, it subverts the, the what you would normally expect. Yes, it has all those normal tropes, but at the same time but at the same time it has things uh more adult nature, more violent, um, but also funny, uh makes a joke at the whole secret nature of it and the gadgets and things like that. Um I, you know, there's a funny joke in the first one about um, a, a grenade or something. He's like, "No, they're just shoes." Or I, I'm misquoting it, but but you you know what I mean. It it's um, you know the James Bond things. There's always a special gadget hidden in some everyday item, but they they do this in the Kingsman movies and and crank it up to eleven. Uh, it's unfortunate. Um, spoiler here. Um, it's unfortunate that. Mark Strong's character died in the second one. And they could always do something with Colin like they did with Colin Firth's character, but I mean, he was on a landmine, so it it'd be pretty hard to to bring him back. Mark Strong is a great actor, um and this has a kind of has him in a not a hero, but a um an ally to the hero, which is a, a complete departure from him normally playing villains in movies. Um like he was Sinestro in the marginalized Green Lantern movie. He is going to be Dr. Savannah in the upcoming Shazam movie. So, again, it, it it's good to have him as a hero sometimes, which goes against his normal roles, but it's unfortunate that he probably won't be back for the third one. Kind of some Star Wars things came out this week. Uh, Ewan McGregor, uh, everyone knows as uh, who played Obi-Wan in the prequels, was asked... For the I don't, I don't know umpteenth time now he's probably been asked thousands of times at this point um, if he's playing Obi Wan in a spinoff movie he says 
as of right now, there are no plans for an Obi-Wan movie with him, uh, even though he would love to do it, and he's ready and willing. Um, but he said something about how the timeline matches up, and maybe it's time for a new actor to play just because the ages wouldn't work. But that doesn't make any sense, because, yes, a- Alec Guinness was, was a lot older than, than the character he was portraying, but again, Obi-Wan lived on a desert planet in the heat. You, you age a lot faster a lot faster in those types of environments, especially stress and hiding, things like that. But, okay, it's been 13 years since Episode 3 came out. Uh, There's a 19-year gap between Episode 3 and Episode 4. I I think it's perfect timing for you and McGregor to be back and playing an older Obi-Wan. And and what they can do with makeup nowadays is amazing. They can uh, age him up to a point where he looks closer to what Alec Guinness looked like, still maintaining a sense of him being in his, um, what, Obi-Wan's supposed to be in his 20s in Episode 1. So, let me think, probably in his 40s, 50s maybe? Uh, I I uh, double-checked here. Obi-Wan was 57 at the time of his death in Episode 4, making him about 25 at the time of the Battle of Naboo, Episode 1. And... Alec Guinness was 63 when he played Obi-Wan. Ewan McGregor is now 47. So, again, I don't think recasting would be the best choice. I think bringing Ewan back and just aging him up a little. Again, it's not hard to make someone look 10 years older. It's really not. Um, They've been doing it for decades in in the movie business. And I, I think it would be wise to bring him back. In terms of that, apparently a Star Wars production designer says that a halted spinoff, um, we all know that rumors have been flying around about the plans for the spinoff because of Solo's performance, would have been set on Tatooine. They would have made their mark. Um, again, everyone's idea of what this could be will, will run rampant. Um, a lot of people thought it would be the Boba Fett movie because he works so closely with Jabba the, Jabba the Hutt. This could have been the Obi-Wan movie, um, the Moss Eisley Spaceport movie. It could have been a number of things. My personal preference would have been a Godfather, Goodfellas, Casino-esque movie about the Huts and their cartels and stuff. Yeah, even, um, even a Narcos-style show, uh, movie, I should say. But again, we, um, we don't know anything about it other than it was going to be set on Tatooine. But th- that that's an interesting thing that they have all these plans. I'm sure it's it's like a normal Hollywood studio where they got all these movies and ideas and some get greenlit, some get put into pre-production or early stages of of mapping out the story and, and plots and things like this. And, and again, it could have been halted before Solo's mediocre, I'm, I'm not going to say bad, it wasn't bad in any sense of the word, but mediocre performance. So again, let, let's uh, let everyone's heads spin wild on that one. But as of right now, we, we won't have another Star Wars movie until 2019 with Episode Nine. So, uh, again, the, the sky's the limit. Um, Star Wars Celebration, I, I guess they're going to call it Chicago, is in spring of next year. So uh, we'll get a lot of news there. Probably a trailer for Nine as its filming is underway. Production should wrap probably around February, March. Reshoots to follow, post-production. So by then... By then, we'll have uh, enough for a trailer, I'm sure. And, yeah, that that's Star Wars. Uh, there was a set photo released for John Wick 3, which is 
well underway into filming and it was uh it wasn't it was not Keanu Reeves we've already seen some set videos of him riding a horse through New York City which is um pretty interesting based off how John Wick 2 ended I don't think we're going to be going around the world like John Wick 2 which was which a, was a cool addition I mean they didn't really go around the world per se but they they went to Italy which was a different sitting, setting uh, I think 3 will stay in New York um, and based off this photo, it was Ian McShane, who, uh, if you've seen John Wick, is head of the Continental, the hotel that all the assassins stay at, and Lawrence Fishburne, whose character was in charge of, like, the, I guess they're not really homeless people in New York, but part of a large network of underground gun runners, uh, I, I, they probably sold drugs too, and information brokers and information gatherers uh, in those two meeting. So Ian McShane is, is kind of a father figure from what I can tell and what I've, I've kind of felt on the movies to John Wick, um, kind of protecting him at the end, giving him that 24-hour head start. Lawrence Fishburne was somewhat of an antagonist, not necessarily the main antagonist, but uh, kind of lived in this gray area in terms of helping John Wick and, and everything, because he kind of broke some rules. But it will be interesting, especially having those two in a scene together, it will be interesting how that plays out. I'm very excited um, for John Wick. I think those those are two of the best action movies released in in forever. Some people have an issue with the gore and things like that, but but no, these these are great. The main, the main thing I like about it is because it's so real, I, I guess you could say. To a degree, to a degree, obviously, it's a, still a movie. But Keanu Reeves did a lot of intense training to be able to play the character right, especially when it came to training with weapons and fighting and, and all these other techniques. And it just comes off as a a beautiful, beautiful, well-choreographed movie, just in terms of everything that's happening. It's, it's over the top, don't get me wrong, way over the top. But at the same time, it's very grounded and very real. It's almost like you could believe that that Continental, the hotel, is is a an actual thing. That there are assassins like this out there. Not so much in two, where it seems like the whole world is, but more three or one, where it's a little more grounded. And of course, someone who's one of the best assassins in the world. If you kill his dog, he's gonna come after you full force. And and. Uh, like like I mentioned, I, I mentioned a couple weeks back about Ruby Rose and how she's good as Batwoman because of the fight scenes in John Wick 2. And again, it, it, it owes credence to the, the level of, granted it could have been a body double, it could have been a, a stunt performer, but still it, it lends credence to the directors of these movies who want to make sure that they put an authentic feeling experience on screen in an over-the-top movie. And, and that's why I've always liked the John Wick movies. Liam Neeson, who shows no signs of stopping at 66, I think he is, uh, is going to play a angry snowplow driver out for revenge. Correct me if I'm wrong, but there, somewhere out there in TV world or movie world, there was something about a joke about an angry snowplow driver. Like, I, 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 I want to say something with The Simpsons or, or something in a comedy where there was a joke about something in regards to a snowplow driver either out for revenge or something. I, I know that movie Snow Day 
had the actor Chris Elliott playing like a a snowplow driver who wants to clear the road so the kids can go back to school and and things like that. But I I feel like Liam Neeson's just playing variations of his Taken character at this point. Hey, I'm I'm all for playing to your strengths, but at the same time, getting typecast in your 60s isn't that a little a little shitty? I mean, hey, it's happened to De Niro too. Kind of, he he's been playing the uh, the weird grandpa father type figure for a while now. But no, I'm 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 actually excited for this movie because just the outrageous things that will happen with a snowplow in terms of of killing or retaliating against the bad guys who killed his wife and family. I mean, that's a just a standard trope at this point. The angry father figure whose family has been killed or taken hell they're doing it with jennifer garner so hey that that's a that's a spin on it though that's a new thing i like i like how they're changing up a bit not just a generic white man goes and uh kills criminals for killing his family uh i don't know i i don't know if i'm i'll watch that movie probably just because i i'm a what what is it a slate i guess you could say i'm a slave to shitty action movies i i watch them no matter what if they're on tv i just i watch hbo more than anything and if a movie's on it on there that i heard about and knew about i'll end up watching it regardless of of reviews but i don't i don't know if i'll see this liam neeson movie uh in theaters but i'll probably watch that on tv one day who knows uh Paul Walker, as most people know, tragically died in a car crash a few years back. And uh, during the production of, of Fast and the Furious 7, Fast 7, and uh, his brothers stepped in to, to fill the role, essentially just act as body doubles while they put um, Paul Walker's face on top of them, uh, came out and said they want to play him again in another Fast movie as in a cameo role. Hey, we're not beyond the limits of technology anymore. Look what we've seen in Rogue One, Ant-Man, Ant-Man and the Wasp, other Marvel movies. Oh, was it? Um, uh, remind me. Um, Captain America Civil War, excuse me, with R- young Robert Downey Jr. There was, um, hell, H- Henry Cavill's face would, was digitally added to Justice League. Not greatly, I, I will admit, but... Again, this is simple for them to do. They they do kind of look like him already, so they probably wouldn't have to do too much too much digital work. But uh, um, it's just the speaking would be a little hard to to do. But again, I I don't think they they said they want to play him in a way that he comes in at the last minute to save the day. I, I don't know how I feel about that, especially because he's. Uh, I don't know. They they did a great send off with him in seven. Eight was fine without him. There was other issues with eight that had nothing to do with Paul Walker not being there. And you know they're making this spin off movie for uh, the Rock and Jason Statham. So I, I I think they should just leave his character alone personally because I I love the Fast movies except for Tokyo Drift. Fucking stupid. Uh, that movie's movie's cool, kinda. Just not in a Fast and the Furious. Um, it shouldn't be a Fast and the Furious movie. It should be, or it shouldn't be part of the main story. It should be like Tokyo Drift, a Fast and the Furious movie, not where not Fast and the Furious Three, Tokyo Drift. 
mainly because now the timeline's all convoluted and technically it takes place after four, five, and six. I, I don't know what they were thinking over there. I, I have friends that think that's the best one because it's the most that has to do with racing. But in reality, the Fast and the Furious movies never really, really were about racing. Even the first one. Yes, it has street racing and things like that. But at the end of the day, it's got Paul Walker playing an FBI agent or cop or whatever he is in the first one going after a street racing group that jacks shit from trucks on the highway. Okay, it's always been about heists and cops and and not robbers, not cops and robbers. I'm not not um, deconstructing it down to its base, but it's always been about people operating outside the law and the law trying to to hone them in. Hell, look at two. Two has street racing, but again, it's about them infiltrating a kingpin crime guy and his syndicate and stuff like no it they at their core they are more related to action and heists and 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 um drama related around the struggle between cops and criminals yes street racing is an element but again it's it's not it's not the the sole focus yes it's called fast and furious but it just has to do with fast cars fast heists and fast money, right? That that's my take on it. You know, argue with me if you want, disagree with me if you want. That's your opinion. I have mine. I'm sure Universal is more in line with what I say. They don't give a shit cuz it's just printing money at this point. Hell, the last 3 have made a billion dollars each. Like I I don't think they care if it's racing or not. People just go to see muscle cars um muscle cars, muscle cars, <laughs> uh, um, fast Japanese cars and, and, and tits and ass because there is a lot of just focus on female anatomy in those movies, uh, almost like Michael Bay level. <laughs> but you know, the, the, the next one's not due out till 2020. So who knows? Maybe, maybe they will come back as him. Maybe they'll, they'll write that character in, in some way, but who knows? I'm sure a lot of you've heard of movie pass, I've always wanted to get one. I do have a friend that has one. Uh, it offered something that seemed impossible. Ten bucks a month, you could see one movie a day, no restrictions. Well, apparently it was impossible because the company's been bleeding money since day one. Um, they ran out of money recently. The new company that owns them, the shareholder, stakeholders, I, I don't know what you call them, are putting the company through a transition. And... They've been doing a lot of things that have been pissing people off, and, and it, it's only gotten worse. So now um, you have to wait before you can see a new movie, like I heard. So Crazy Rich Asians came out this past weekend, and apparently people had to wait at least five days before they could see it with Movie Pass. Um, it's going to have limited access in terms of movie times you could buy tickets with and three th things like this. And now, And now you can only see three movies a month, so no more one movie a day. And again, big releases you might not have access to, opening day, things like this. Yes, 10 bucks a month is still a steal. Because on average, movies cost, what, between $13 and $15 per movie? And that's not counting concessions? So what, an average trip to the movies is probably 30 bucks just for one person? 
if you get a soda and drinks, depending on what everything costs, and, and your movie. Um, this is still a steal. Don't get me wrong. Most people don't go see mo- a movie a day. Most people go see... Hell, I was going to see a movie a, a weekend uh, for like a two-month span. So this is still this is still definitely something worth looking into. It's just... It defeats the purpose if you can't see a big movie like when it comes out. Because then, then you're still paying. Maybe that, that's that fourth movie a month that you have to pay for. But again, if it's limiting time time frames, three movies a month, delay on new releases, is it really as as appealing as it used to be? And And that's a serious question. And I've been debating, what, over a year now if I wanted to get one. Here I am without it. Probably not going to get it because at this point, it doesn't work at the movie theater I go to in my town. I mean, there is a theater nearby that does take them. It's just at this point, probably not. I I should probably talk to my friend see if it's going to affect him because this this is a big deal because it it went from being able to see a movie all the time to not. And and I mean, the writing was all on the wall from the beginning. Like I said, they've been bleeding money. Like, how can you charge one person tex- 10 bucks a month when they could, in essence, go and spend two, $300 on, on a movie, on movies in one month? Like, there, there's no return on investment there. How, how they ever got funding to begin with, how that was ever viewed as sustainable is beyond me because, uh, you know, AMC fought it from the beginning, things like this. So it, it, it's... Unfortunately, the writing was on the wall the whole time. I just don't think people really, really saw that. I, there was an article I saw on Kotaku that said Movie Pass was dead the whole time. I, it was Kotaku or IGN, and in reality, that's true. Like I said, the writing was on the wall from the beginning. It was not a sustainable company in any way, shape, or form. Maybe it was when they didn't have thousands of people signing up for it when it was still a small thing. But when you have thousands approaching hundreds of thousands of users that's just a huge 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 money loss like it that that's impossible to recuperate and it's a shame because it was a a cool concept um just failed failed spectacular spectacularly when it came to execution and we come to a final close of a chapter we have come to the end of the james gunn saga in terms of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Uh, appears he had a meeting with Alan Horn. And. Uh, was it Alan Horn? Is Alan Horn still in charge? Of, yeah, Alan Horn, the chairman of Disney um, and Marvel. Uh, unfortunately, Kevin Feige was not there. According to Kotaku and, and other reports, uh, the meeting was civil and professional. Gun left without his old job back, unfortunately. So, apparently they've split on amicable, amicable terms. I need to learn how to talk. And I, I don't know if he's still... I, I remember I reported, I think, last week or, or the week before um, in terms of him having still a contract with them to work on other things. I, I don't know if that's still happening. At this point, I'm sure it's... It's just done. Um, hopefully, if hopefully if if they still use his script, we'll still have Batista back as Drax because he's one of the best characters in that movie. Um, but but again, it, it's it's unfortunate, as I've said, that a man was fired because of ridiculous 
alt-right adjacent crazy nut jobs got him fired after pulling up abhorrent jokes. Don't get me wrong. These jokes were terrible, but they were jokes. They weren't serious. He wasn't part of some Pizzagate level conspiracy in terms of pedophilia and other bullshit like that. But but again, as I've said before, James Gunn is the heart and soul of of the Guardians movies. Uh, we can debate till the cows come home over if he was uh, the sole writer behind the first one, if he rewrote wrote he reworked the script entirely if he shares complete um shares the 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 praise with with um Perlman and and you know it, it when it comes to writers guild of america rules and regulations things like that but but still James Gunn those movies were were him okay when you are the writer when you are credited as a writer director co-writer whatever it is your vision being put on screen based off the vision that you wrote. His jokes, those are all his jokes in those movies. His story ideas, okay? If you've seen other other James Gunn movies, you know this. And it, it's it's something that will not be able to be recaptured in a third one with a new director. Because, again, he was the writer-director, even on, even on volume two. And uh, it, it's his stamp on the movies. Anyone who comes in can try and can try and recreate that it just won't come off as it, as as genuine because it's just i it, it's it's something that only he could think of only he could come up with and that's why and that's why again i i don't think guardians 3 will be the same and and he also hand curated i don't know if you hand curate music but he hand picked the songs for the movie to make sure that they fit with the the story, the vision, and the scenes he was trying to create on screen. And and, and at the same time, that's why you have such a good vibe in the in Infinity War and probably will be repeated again in Infinity War Part Two or whatever they end up calling it. But because James Gunn went in and worked with the Russo brothers for the Guardian scenes in Infinity War. Because he's the one who understands these characters? He's written them in in both one and two, and and knows how they interact with each other, how they would interact with other characters, and that's why it's so hilarious when when Thor gets involved with them. And and and, and again, this is why, in my personal opinion, I don't think Guardians three should be made anymore, or they should work them in with with another character. Hell, make a Thor four. And just have it with the Guardians palling around with him. Because that would just make more sense at this point. And have Taika direct it when he gets a chance, when he's free. And it, it's, it just it won't work with, with him gone. The music won't be right. The, the, the jokes won't be the same. It, and the, the camaraderie between the cast, they're, they're going to be looking at a director in a different way look at look at all these other movies that have come out recently where directors got changed midway through or 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 in other circumstances it just it doesn't turn out right it doesn't turn out well and it comes with that heavy burden that the public knows and they're already going to be going to the movie with a bad taste in their mouth and and again in terms of the music them trying to recreate that you can have a situation where it's kind of forced and doesn't feel right, like what happened with Suicide Squad. 
And we don't want that for Guardians 3. And and I don't think Marvel wants to have that kind of situation either. Granted, they'll pick the right person and it could turn out amazingly. But I'm of the opinion that they should not, should not continue with this movie. That's just me. That's just me. And that's it for movies. But hey, got some other news in terms of the TV world. Star Trek Discovery has cast their new Spock for season two. And what are we on our third Spock now? Uh, Leonard Nimoy, the uh, the original Spock. Zachary Kinto for the Kelvin timeline Spock. And now we have Ethan Peck, who has been cast in the role. Uh, fun fact, he is the grandson of one of my favorite actors, Gregory Peck. Uh, he was in the show 10 Things I Hate About You. Uh, he played young Kelso on Ashton Kutcher. Yes, he played young Kelso on Ashton Kutcher. He played young Kelso, Ashton Kutcher's character, in that 70s show. And um, he was also in Halo 4 uh, as the voice and CG model uh, as Gabriel Thorne in the um, Halo 4, like, Spartan Ops, like, mini-missions that you play, like, post-finishing post the game. Um, so, hey, that that's something different, something cool. He actually kind of looks like... Um, he looks closer to Leonard Nimoy um, than Zachary Kinto does. At least, I I don't know. May, maybe we'll we'll see. Um, we'll we'll see how that uh, how that turns out. How he looks in the show and the final product with the with the ears on and and everything like that. And I I don't know. Well, granted, season two, we're what I think it comes out next year at this point. So we'll we'll see how we'll see how he looks in costume. I don't know. I know he's not going to be in um, a lot of the show because they don't want to detract from was it Michael Berman, her character. I know they they can't cast uh, Anson Mount as Pike um, for season two, the captain of the Enterprise before Kirk. So. Um, he, he actually looks good as, as Captain Pike. I don't remember who played Pike originally, but um, back in the 60s. Granted, he was only in like one one episode. So, um, Oh, actually, now that I'm looking at a picture, he looks a lot like um, the original actor. Like a lot. It's kind of uncanny. Um, but yeah, uh, Star Trek Discovery two, Season 2 coming next year. In terms of other... Um, crazy show announcements hbo has ordered the watchman show to a full series from damon lindelof damon lindelof if you don't know created lost and one of the greatest underrated shows in a the last forever the man sucks when you're trying to hype up a show and you can't even remember the name of it um fuck what's that show on hbo Damn, The Leftovers with Justin Thoreau and Carrie Coon. That show was fucking amazing. And and I'm not kidding. That is sh- a show I-, I sing praises about all the time. And it was super underrated. And I think everyone should should check that out. If you have HBO Go or HBO Now, definitely a show I would recommend. Um, 
and I, I've announced all the casting announcements. That show, so HBO has ordered the Watchmen show, two series, will premiere next year, is not a rehashing of the, the movie or the uh, original graphic novel, but a continuation, something Lindelof has said. Um, they're using the graphic novel as his first testament, or Old Testament, so I, I don't know what that means. I, I can't fucking wait, though, because Watchmen, another thing... If you've never read the Watchmen graphic novel, go do it now. Stop listening to me. Put me on pause for a week, okay? And go read the graphic novel for Watchmen because it, it changed it changed comic books forever, okay? For forever. And and it's it's an amazing piece of work. The coloring and the the story just amazing all around. Definitely go read it. Please do that right now. Put me on pause. Go. Go read it now. So, yeah. Uh, other HBO shows, Westworld Season 3, according to Jonathan Nolan, the showrunner, it will be a radical departure from the first two seasons, whatever the fuck that means. So, probably going to take place on uh, in, in, regular, in the regular world. I don't know if that's the right choice. Game of Thrones, final season. According to multiple actors, uh, Nicholas Coaster Waldo, uh, I think that's how you say his name, or Jamie Lannister, and then Miss Onday's um, actress, um, uh, her last name is Emmanuel. I can't think of her first name right now. Um, but they have both said season eight and the final season will be both uh, will be heartbreaking, will make sense overall, including the finale, and it will be a satisfying conclusion to the series. And here we are, what nine years later? It's unfortunate that it it is ending, and we're probably still a year at least eight nine months away from from that final season premiering but it it's unfortunate we didn't get any game of thrones this year and uh at least i'm hearing a lot of good things from the actors and they're they're happy with with how the show has been written uh to 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 conclude and 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 that's a good thing um the usa network has ordered two series automatically a Jason Bourne show, uh, except it's going to be about the Project Treadstone, which is the Black Ops project that created Jason Bourne. Uh, I don't know. I don't watch a lot of shows on USA. I don't know how this is going to work in terms of quality and lining up with Jason Bourne. So I know some people care about that. I, I like the Jason Bourne movies. They're okay. Um, the Jeremy Renner one just put me to sleep like immediately. And the fourth one, when they brought Matt Damon back, I got sick. The shaky cam was way too intense on those fight scenes. But we'll we'll see how that works. Is I feel like that can get expensive for a TV show, but who knows? Netflix, a lot of news. Um, they renewed Glow for a season three, which amazing. I love that show. Uh, really cool show about women wrestling in the eighties. Uh, unfortunately, they canceled the Joel McHale show. Not enough viewers. Um, it was just a rehash of, of his show, The Soup, that used to be on E! where he would just talk about different reality shows and things going on in the world and showing clips from around the world, viral clips. Funny show, well-written. Um, always liked The Soup when it was on E! Joel McHale is a hilarious person. It's unfortunate. He's not going to be able to keep doing that. Stranger Things uh, Season 3 will be influenced... By an unlikely 80s movie, uh, Fletch. 
a Chevy Chase movie about a uh, bumbling investigative uh, journalist who gets caught up in a plot involving murder, drugs, things like this. Um, not usually a movie you'd think they would go for in terms of trying to emulate Steven Spielberg in the 80s and, and different, uh, not horror, but sci-fi and thrilling thriller tropes. So that's an interesting take. I uh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I, I really like Fletch Lives, which is the sequel. Um, the first Fletch is okay, in my opinion, but um, I saw a rumor, or not a rumor, but Kotaku was thinking that maybe this has to do with um, the casting of Jake Busey's character, who's playing a reporter. But again, we, we barely know anything about season three. It's premiering next year, so um, I'm sure we'll know more in the coming months. Uh, we did get a trailer for Star Wars Resistance, which is the new anime uh, type show that premieres October 7th on the Disney Channel. Um, I have mixed feelings about this show. I don't like the animation style which is being done by the same studio that did the Godzilla anime movies on Netflix and some other animes that I, I, I'm aware of. I just don't know their names offhand. Um, the one good thing is that Oscar Isaac and Gwendolyn Christie will be repri reprising their roles as Poe Dameron and Captain Phasma, respectively. But, uh, again, I'm, I'm hesitant, hesitant in terms of the, the animation style because it's still kind of clunky. Same same thing with, with Rebels in their first season. So, again, it could get better. Clone Wars got better over time as well. But I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm happy they're exploring the time between A New Hope and getting closer to Force Awakens. It's just like, why, why are they introducing new ships that don't appear in any of the movies? Why, why do they retcon this all the time with Disney shows and things like this? I, I get it that they're kind of just going along. They're making it up as they go along since they booted the old canon. But I, I, I don't know. I'm going to watch this show regardless. And I'll, I'll, I'll tell you my, my thoughts on it then. But I, I don't know. I, I was hoping it'd be more like classic anime style. And, and this animated, this computer generated one is just doesn't sit with me well. And, and that's because of the terrible taste those anime Godzilla movies put in my mouth. But... I, I just, I, I don't know. I don't know. Dave Filoni's not as involved as he was in the other two series as well. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um, hey, video games. Let's talk about some video games here. Uh, unfortunately, my favorite RTS series where you get to pretend to be a tropical island dictator, Tropico 6, has been delayed until 2016. They put out a new trailer for Gamescom last week, pre-Gamescom and announced the 2019 release date. That's unfortunate because I've been looking for a new RTS. I beat, I've pretty much finished and done everything you can unless DLC gets announced for Jurassic World Evolution. I got Surviving Mars and was really let down by that a, a couple months back. Um, but I don't, I don't know. Un unfortunately, like I said, that's... Um, got delayed till January. So it's not too far out, but just longer than, than I had hoped. Um, in terms of another delay, the Spyro Reignited trilogy was delayed a couple weeks to mid-November, just so they can polish it up some more. I, I have no issue with this, except that um, you know my fall is already pretty crowded in terms of, of games coming out, and um, 
I, I'm going to get it still. I'm not canceling my pre-order or anything like that. It's just unfortunate that it is a, a couple week. Um, luckily, it's a couple week delay, not unfortunate. It, it's it, Luckily, it's just a couple weeks and not a couple months. So that's that's okay. And I can't fucking wait for this because Spyro and Crash were my shit back in the day. Like Those were my platformers because PlayStation was my first console, true console. Like, everyone else has Mega Man and Mario. I have Spyro and Crash. So, the Crash remastered last year was awesome. Can't wait for Spyro. Um, also, news from 343 Industries. Halo Infinite is most definitely Halo 6. It's not a spin-off reboot or anything like that. I mean, I, I've already kind of said that. That's not a big... Um, not a big deal or big confusion. I guess they just wanted to clarify... Um, another big thing in terms of of what's going on in the video game world, Twitch, um, which was purchased by Amazon a few weeks, few years back, in like for a billion dollars or something crazy like that, um, they are going to be removing their ad-free viewing experience completely, and uh, also removing their twenty percent discount on physical pre-orders. Which is an interesting move by them. Um, I, I kind of get the ad-free viewing. At first I was like, well, that's kind of really shitty. But at the same time, I'm like, after they clarified, you know, that's how the streamers make their money. Is from ad sales. That's, that's a majority of their money, not just subscriptions and things like this. So Amazon made a, made a statement saying, you know, ad-free, bringing ads back is the predominantly pr predominant way that uh, twitch creators and streamers make their money so they'll be reevaluating how the ads work and and make sure that they're tailored to the viewing experience in the right way so they'll fit with the streamer they'll fit with probably based off your cookies like every other ad on the internet and and things like that but but um i, I don't know i don't i don't watch as much twitch as i used to granted i really didn't watch that much twitch to begin with um i have friends that that use it way 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 more than i do so I'll, I'll have to ask them how he feels about how they feel about it um i don't think he buys games digital uh, physically anyway so i don't know if that 20 percent will affect him it's just the ad free viewing um and that's going to phase out starting september and then october um but but yeah that, that's an interesting take for them to do that i i know Physical game sales have probably been on the decline the last few years as it's getting easier and easier and better and uh, to get them fi uh, digitally where you can just have them in a digital locker essentially. But but we'll see. You know, I, I wanted to talk a little more about some things, but uh, we're pushing it on, on time. So I'll, I'll kind of push those to next week. And, and again, um, Gamescom. So there's there's still plenty of announcements to come out um, between now and and when I record for next week. So so again, it it's just it's in in terms of of how I feel about certain controllers that have been announced, color scheme wise and and things like that. Um, but we'll 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 talk about that next week. And, and things like that. A lot, a lot of video game news coming next week because Gamescom is uh, essentially Europe's version of E3. It takes place in Cologne, Germany. Um, it is August 21st through the 25th 
Um, so just all this week, essentially. Um, another thing, Batman Day. They uh, DC came out and announced, so it's September 15th will be Batman Day for the 79th anniversary. Um, a lot of different stores will be handing out a free copy of Gotham White Knight, issue one. Uh, White Knight is an interesting take. It's one of the first... Uh, comics under DC's new like black label, which is more adult themed uh, takes on their original characters um, in where Batman is a vigilante, but he's more the villain and the Joker is more of like a um, anti-hero hero type. So that that's interesting. If you've ever looked into that, that's uh, a free issue one free copy of issue one will be handed out on that day. Um, a lot of different uh, online retailers Retailers will have a sale on different Batman e-comic books between the 11th and 17th of September. And um, DC also announced that they will be announcing uh, what the plans are for next year, which will be uh, Batman's 80th anniversary, and it's going to be a year-long celebration, just like 75th was a couple years, five years, four years ago now. So um, look for all that kind of news in the coming months between me and your favorite online news source, because I'll, I'll be talking about a lot that a lot because I love Batman, as I've stated many, many times. And uh, I also got the loot wearables for June, finally, because um, they were delayed just because things didn't make it to their warehouse in time. Um, again, kind of a letdown, just like the whole month of June's box was anyway. The wearables were Jurassic Park lounge pants, uh, bright green, um, and kind of have the same design as the shirt did, which I actually really like. But the pants have the one thing that's good on them is they have like um, the Jeff Goldblum's character, Doctor Ian Malcolm, and his like pose with the open shirt, kind of like laying down, not laying down, but like trying to not be in pain after being attacked by the T Rex. Uh, it's got some Dilophosaurus. It's got uh, Nedry's character, you know, waving his finger like, ah, 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 you didn't say the magic word. Um, it's got Dr. Grant leaning on the um, sick Triceratops, some of those awesome Ford Explorers. Um, and uh, was it Dr. Ellie Sattler's character uh, digging through the giant pile of dinosaur shit? <laughs> um, the cool thing, though, was the shirt that came with it, which is a awesome it's like a dark green shirt with the hulk the hulk on it but it's just like hulk's face and he's like just screaming in rage and that's that's pretty fucking awesome so i i do like that so overall the the crate wasn't a total bust bust and the the, the wearables weren't a total bust but just disappointed just disappointed in in overall execution but hey that's um that's it for this week Again, come back next week for Gamescom coverage. Going to be a lot of shit. A lot of video game news. Just day one, there was a shit ton of stuff to talk about. So, that's all next week. And, uh, as always, you know, like, subscribe, rate me on, on your preferred service. Uh, I'm on iTunes. I'm on Google Play. I'm on Spotify now. So, Nick's Nerd News. Just search it. You'll find it. You'll see my logo. Um... I'm on Podomatic, which is kind of the the home base for the for the the podcast. It's almost like my website for it. Um, but so hey, just come on, come keep listening, share with your friends. I know this week we went kind of long. There was a lot to talk about. 
I kind of went on deep into topics that uh, kind of hit me hard this week. So, of course, hey, follow me on Twitter and Instagram, Nick's Nerd News. I post weekly. I'm gonna try and start posting more, but hey, I, I got a I got a life outside of this, so so I, I gotta I gotta find the right balance. You know what I mean? Just just like you should find the right balance between social and 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 yourself and your free time that you want to spend it however the the fuck you want to spend it. You know. And as always, as I like to say to you every week, fuck the haters, right? Go do you. Go do your own thing. Because uh, if you don't do your own thing, you're going to get stuck listening to people asking you why, questioning your every move, and making you feel uncertain about your life. And, and, and you're going to start second-guessing yourself. But no, you got to rise above that. Because like I did, if I didn't, if I never did that, if I kept just being all talk and, and no no game and, and listening to other people. You know, this this podcast would have never happened. And what? We're on fifteen or sixteen now. So hey, um you'll hear my voice uh again in another week on, on some new topics. This is Nick's Nerd News. I'm your host, Nick. Have a good fucking week, alright?